Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Tech Podcast. Today, I just want to, I guess, have a freestyle of what's happening currently. I successfully was able to get rid of two business chairs that I had uh, in one of my rooms, which completely opened up the space. I now have space to do yoga in that room. Uh, It's the same room where I have a floor sitting desk which I use for my, you know, computer work stuff and a floor chair, which is like a, it's like a hundred dollar Amazon floor chair that you can adjust the back on it and it, the seat part folds forward. So... You can sort of spread your legs that way, or you can remove the cushion, and you can actually just use the cushion itself to sit on, and it is uh, it is quite interesting. So I have an opportunity now to get back into yoga, just stretching and moving in that way, and now I need to build it into my schedule, um, set a time, and uh, and start to do that. Because it is, it is important. Um, you know, it's always nice to have like live classes, I suppose. But you know, it is what it is. Plus, you can still find those classes online. I'm sure I could probably find something. But uh, just wanted to get a little bit of movement back that way, and just more movement in the space in general. And it is sort of a a sign of, you know, like whenever you let things, for me, whenever I let things go that are difficult, that I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to let go of or not, like these business chairs were just, you know, perfectly, perfect condition and, uh, you know, nice business chairs that I used, Um, but I don't anymore, you know, so it's like, I don't know, there's just a little bit of space that gets created or that was created with that. Not just in the literal sense, but also the sense of, of, you know, I'm I'm doing too much, I'm focused on too too many things. And I think this is the path or the part of my sort of simplifying life journey where some, I guess, harder, more looming decisions are finally going, are are finally getting made. And, you know, I can, I can feel that. And that was a bit of a boost of positive energy uh, from letting those things go. So I just, I'm encouraged to continue the process. Uh, I mentioned on a previous episode, I also have a recliner that I'm looking to get rid of as well. I was not able to, I was not ready to let go of that just yet. And, um, 
So that's a decision, but it was like a decision still need to be, excuse me. It's a decision that still needed to be made, but at least, you know, there was progress with these other items that I was able to get rid of. I was also able to get rid of a, this like, I don't know, it's not a desk or a table. I don't even know what to call it exactly. Just like this wooden storage piece that I had, uh, you know, gotten everything out of there and moved it out of the way and I was able to get rid of that as well, which is really quite good. Um, I, I do find myself, In, in this this space where I, I really feel as though I need to move. But there's a caveat to this, I think. And the caveat is that, so this, this is a two-parter, I guess. One is I feel strongly I need to move. Uh, I've thought about Lisbon, Portugal, which has a, I guess a strong expat community and digital nomad community. I've thought about uh, Belize, which is an English-speaking place, tropical sort of place. I've thought about Costa Rica, um, and I thought about Japan. Um, and when I say Japan, I'm not talking about like the cities. I'm talking about the country side of Japan. Countryside, mountains, you know, the less populated sort of rural areas. And I know that uh, I've heard that they're, they're trying to encourage people to move into these rural areas because everyone has moved into the cities. And there's a lot of properties that are just sort of abandoned, I guess, and, and starting to, to decay. And so, you know, that's very interesting to me. Um, there is a possibility that maybe there's another place that I'm not aware of that I should consider or visit or, or move to. And um, I'm putting this out there because, you know, I know that actually I have listeners that are in other countries. I've, I've had listeners from um, Japan leave uh, voice messages that were very kind and folks from other areas you know leave leave comments and messages and and so I'm aware that I have a listeners that are international and so I'm curious I you know if 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 there's uh <laughs> I don't know. I I guess I'm. I've visited places internationally before, but I've never moved. So, it's always nice to know someone or to have someone give you an idea of, you know, what's around, what's to, what to look for, someone to contact for, um, just like general questions about things and and sort of help. Um, 
get acclimated, but also, you know, recommend certain areas and things. I think, um, as I'm saying this out loud, I'm like thinking of like, who do I know that actually knows some of these places? Um, but anyways, I, I'm sort of saying, you know, if you if you do have the Spotify app, even though this this podcast goes out on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and a few other podcasts, uh, applications, services. So, but if you have the Spotify app on your phone, you can leave a comment, and um, you know, so if you're like, hey, you should move to this place, or you should consider this place, especially. The reason I'm I'm saying this on the podcast, especially, is because folks sort of know some of the things that I'm interested in in terms of simple living. You know, recently getting into like the ice bath idea, just looking for less clutter, simplicity. Um, you know, a view onto nature. One of the reasons I want to move so badly is because I I live somewhere where if you look out the window, you see like the neighbors' houses right there, basically. And I just, I need to, I need a view that I can look out into nature, you know, whether that's water or trees or mountains or something. And, uh, that's just really an important thing that I'm, it's just important to me. And, uh, I think that there's cultural differences country to country and some of them are sort of more in line with sort of simple minimal style not just style but like sort of philosophy culture i don't know what you want to call it that i'm sort of moving moving towards uh i think i've also been challenged by looking into uh like costa rica for example has a concept called porta vita if i'm saying that right which is vida which is like vida's life right I've had a PlayStation Vita, I knew that. <laughs> um, but it, it seems to be this way, like, sort of way of living that is, I don't know, just more calm, connected, sort of, I don't want to say, like, loving or more community-based or just sort of, understanding that the like like where i live now it's just all about like work and money and i've certainly like had that infused into me and those things are great they're they're fine but i think that there's something like missing in uh, my current culture and so i'm i'm looking for sort of I guess I'm sort of challenged of of like if I if I'm able to move to a different place that's like this that's a sort of slower living calmer place it actually is is challenging in a way you know there's things to let go of there's like there's an adjustment emotionally it's like a to let go of this really sort of like high stress anxiety of go 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 achieve 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 you must you know get these things done and be high productivity all this kind of stuff and to see that i guess the challenge is to see if you can have more of a balance of like 
having success without stressing yourself out to the point of burnout, you know? Um, so I'm curious about, about that. Uh, started following someone who has moved to Japan and done the thing where they've actually moved into a, one of these places, but I, you know, it's hard to know what people's financial situations are, and I sort of assume that, you know, if if I had a ton of money set aside, then, you know, I could just go do whatever, but I have to sort of, I don't know, budget or, or sort of work my way through a transition, and uh, I'm really trying to get my head around how to accomplish that. You know, I don't quite have enough uh, set aside to just buy land and build, you know, my dream place. It's just not how, it's just not where I'm at. And certainly, you know, this is another thing I've thought about. And, you know, I, I don't know if the Patreon thing is, is like a how viable it is, uh, you know. But this is like one of those other things I've thought about of like, well, what if I was to do something like this and document the journey? You know, I have a really nice camera. <laughs> you know, I'm a technical person. I can figure out microphones and cameras and things. If I was to move to somewhere um, and sort of document the journey, if that would be enough to 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 gain some financial, you know, support that way in order to to do that you know I've been really inspired by several YouTube channels over the years at this point and I'm sort of sick of um, watching other people do this um, you know of course I'm like inspired and amazed <laughs> by their journeys um, but I've, I've seen people whether it's they homestead and they record the process and you know end up with this finished product and you know are able to get a lot of support through that, um, whether it's th through YouTube or Patreon and things like that. Um, there was a, a couple in Texas that built some container homes or uh, built a home out of containers. And, uh, you know, another just incredible journey to just to watch. And I'm just, I really like this sort of hands-on approach of like, doing a lot of this stuff myself um i don't know i guess i just like that you know where it's like i'm the kind of like like i would have no problem building a house over like a three-year period you know and living in the in a small you know trailer or something during that time period which is what a lot of these folks that i've watched have done and it's been very inspiring and um, you know and I want to do that I don't want just time to keep moving forward and you know like I, I just personally have no interest in like living in the suburbs um, I've looked into my area to sort of see if there's places that make sense and for the price range that I was looking at, um, not quite. 
you know, just, just, it's like if I wanted to find a place on the water, for example, you know, by a lake or something, it's, it is possible, you know, I want people to know, like, you know, you can achieve things that are possible, that are, that you desire like that, um, it's just the reality of it is I would have to sort of dedicate my life to sort of high stress work, um, you know, for, for, you know, for years to be able to pay that off. And, um, you know, I'm not looking for like a ton of financial stress from a huge mortgage. So, like, I was looking for places a few months ago, and then I just, I did quit, get quite discouraged by what I found in, in my area. Um, it just seemed like the prices were too high, part of which is what's just happening with the market generally here. And um, also interest rates started to rise, so it was just like a, seemed like a really bad time to do and I'm, this is not financial advice I'm just telling for myself like it seemed like a bad time to purchase a house where the at the point where the prices are the highest that they've been and also interest rates are the highest that they've been in many years so um, for me it just didn't make sense and I just didn't love the area you know I think I'm in an area where it's You know, it gets quite cold for a good amount of the year. Uh, you know, snow and that sort of thing. And I think that wouldn't be so bad if I had the nature part. But, um, you know, like I said, the house that I was looking at was like, it was close to the lake, but not on the lake, you know? Even if it's like, a street away it's like you get a certain amount of relaxation because of you're close to water like I feel relaxed when I'm close to water but it wasn't like I could look at it uh, you know look out the window at it which is like sort of a, just a magical thing so for me if I was in this area you know I would have to I don't know I would have to have like a uh, you know partner get married or something to someone who had you know, at least, like, solid income, <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, so it's a possibility, people do it, it's something that can be done, especially, like you said, you've got two people with decent income, like, you know, then it becomes way less stressful, and then, you know, you can put money aside, and you can have, you know, backup in case something happens, you know, there's a lot of beautiful stuff there, and I think, so the other part of this for me is like looking to meet someone um, because I'm, yeah, I'm sort of surprised I'm single at the moment, <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, and, you know, taking the time to, to work through all this stuff, which is fine and which is good, but... Um, you know, really feel like I'm sort of missing a, you know, partner in crime, as they say.
Um, so, and part of that is, I think part of that is like really being clear about what I'm looking for. You know, like not everybody wants to live in a place that's like in nature. Not everybody likes to live a ultra minimal lifestyle. You know, um, and, and when I say ultra minimal, it's like, I feel it's just, uh, like, I'm really not the most minimal person, minimalist person. Um, like, for me, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's like, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, but it's, it's taken me quite a bit, to, quite a <laughs> quite a long time and and just this stage of it is like you know just getting more focused on on doing less and and focusing more and um all of the things so so the moving part the first part is like the where which um i'm hoping to do some traveling here shortly to like the idea is to go to to some of these places and just decide if it's if it's a legitimate thing, you know, if it's a real opportunity or not. And I'm starting to think that part of me thinks like, oh yeah, just go there and figure it out. The other part of me thinks, well, maybe I should get like a job that's not necessarily like in person, but it it's in the country that I'm moving to, right? Or, you know, like, more, because if you work a remote job like I have in the States, it's, they still want you to work in the same time zone, basically. So, you know, if you're six hours, eight hours, 12 hours, you know, whatever, however many hours off of that time zone, then it's not impossible it just can be, um, I guess, just different or challenging in a different way, you know. Um, some people do it, you know, where they're, like, working until 2 o'clock in the morning their time um, so that they can stay on the same time zone. And I'm not really looking to do that, <laughs> you know. Um, and I also feel like there's... A, you know, I think a lot of other countries have a lot more what we call work-life balance. Sometimes it's in the opposite direction, actually. Like, there's some cultures that are very, like, much like you're, you know, you're working the majority of the time. Um, this is all my ignorance, but I feel like Japan may be one of those places, like, especially if you work in, like, the city or something. You know, typically you're probably working very long hours. Um other countries maybe work closer to like a nine to five but there's also these things like where people take time off uh just during the year that's actually encouraged um here it's not that way generally speaking like there's some companies that are starting to or that either starting to or have more of a philosophy of like that they want to encourage their staff to take time off particularly during holiday times um but a lot of the times it's like 
a short set amount of days that you're allowed to take, which is like sort of very, just not super uh, healthy. Because um, what's interesting is like when you give people, employees, the opportunity to have like unlimited vacation time as an example, what actually happens is they take less time off. But there's something really comforting for the fact that if you do need to take the time off, then you can. And sometimes people do because they need to, you know. So it's like you may not take that much time off this year, but maybe next year you actually have some more stuff to take care of. Maybe, you, you know, you need that space for whatever reason, and you just go ahead and do that. Um, you know, it's just a nice, it's a nice thing. But I, but I've seen a little bit of like, a little bit of the window into the European sort of style, I guess, where it's, they really take time off. Like they really, they really do. And, and maybe it's like, it's, it's almost shocking to people that are from where I am. You know, it's like, it's like, wait a minute, you get how much time off? Wait, you get time off for what? You know? Or just like, I think here also, there's a big fear about um, just the, the healthcare system, generally speaking. You know, if you're working and you have insurance and, you know, it's it's not cheap. Um, but what's scarier is like, it's not going to necessarily cover things that could potentially happen to you. You know, it's like, the, the story is, the perception is that you get sick, you can go bankrupt. You know, like, it's just another reason that I want to move, like, out of the country. Because I just, you know, I don't want to have those fears. Um which is, you know, from this system that a lot of people feel is just a broken system. Not the medical care itself, but the the sort of insurance aspect of things. Uh, I remember years ago, I was uh, I was skateboarding, and wasn't very good, but I was like interested in it, and I went down this ramp. And I fell backwards and stopped myself with my hand, and I dislocated a finger. And of course, went to the emergency room. And what was shocking to me is that it was clear that the doctor was more concerned about liability than he was about fixing my finger. Like, at the end of the day, what he did is basically pull the finger out and place it back into place. But he wouldn't touch the finger until x-rays are done. And, and like the x-rays, he presented the x-rays to me. And it was clear that it was like he wasn't pre presenting them to me so that I knew what was going on or that somehow that would help me. It was like he was – this is why I talk about the CYA idea. Like it was clear that he was covering himself saying, look, see this thing that's over here? That was our – that was there before I, basically in case like he pulled the, the finger and it somehow made it worse or something, I guess that was maybe his concern. Um, but 
the reality is, it's like my finger ended up just being like out of place for like way longer than it needed to be, right? Because I had to sit there and I'd get x-rays and come back. and uh, It was just really disheartening. Um, and then, of course, I got a bill, which was way more expensive than I ever thought it would be. And um, for literally somebody pulling my finger, <laughs> right? It's like I, in hindsight, should have just done it myself. Um, so I, I've been quite skeptical of um, just this whole system. And, and I don't, you know, I've heard stories of people that have moved to other countries and then they they get hurt somehow and then like someone suggests calling an ambulance and then like the, you know, the American is always like, no, 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 no. Don't call the ambulance. Cause we know how expensive it is here. You know, where in other countries it's like, it's not like, you don't have to worry about it. And so, you know, people from here understand that. I think people from other countries sometimes don't quite understand how bad it is here, uh, how expensive it, it can be here. And so, you know, I just don't feel like that's going to get resolved anytime soon. Um, and uh, just culturally, I just don't know if it's like the great, greatest fit from where I'm at. But the other thing that I recognize is I do feel like I need to... I guess I'm looking for a sense of community and looking to and realizing, you know, that doesn't necessarily come effortlessly, right? Like you, you sometimes have to, you know, put in effort, right? To like become a part of a community and, and to sort of do your part to, to connect with folks. And so, you know, I think about that here, of like, could I connect with the community more? And I just don't, I guess what I'm saying is like, when I move, it's something that I need to be mindful of and something I need to um, to like actively work on. Um, I used to have a community that was centered around sports. I was very into to certain sports and uh, you know, it's gotten older. I just, I, I'm not into the sports anymore. And so I've lost sight of that community. And um, I've discovered like this car community, which is really amazing. I really enjoy these like early 2000s BMWs, these little coupes. Um, they're called E46s. I love, I love them. I love them. And um, so I found a, a I've started to find, like, I've recognized that, like, car community is actually, like, a really beautiful community. Um, folks are just really interested, and in, in they just have some sort of joy and love for certain cars, and, you know, and want to sort of, I don't know, it's just encourage and help each other, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, you know, wherever I move, uh, you know, I would love to, to have a, garage to to work on this very specific early 2000s bmws like i just i'm i'm just personally in love with them <laughs> like there's a, a couple models that are really really great that i really enjoy um 
and uh, you know a lot of people look at like the M3 like for me it's like the I have just a, a love for like the even the, the, the non M cars if anybody's a car person basically it's like a 330 or a 325 uh, CI is like my my dream vehicle and uh you know so i so that's the thing i mean and this this also goes into like dating apps which is a whole nother conversation but i think just dating in general it certainly would be nice to have someone who's sort of on the same page to an extent right um because I just, I'm really into this idea of like living well, but living simply and living frugally, right? Like instead of going out and buying a $40,000 plus brand new BMW, like I'm more than happy of buying a, you know, 8,000 or less older BMW that needs work. And actually fixing up all the stuff myself, you know, and then I ended up having two or three of those um, where I'm just sort of maintaining them myself and also keep, you know, just keeping the cost down that way. But also I just enjoy sort of the learning and mechanical side of those things. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but the point being, like having an actual focus on retirement. Not for the purpose of not working necessarily, but for the purpose of not worrying about whether you have to work or not. Um, I think a lot of people here are focused on the immediate lifestyle, right? They're looking for someone who can provide a lifestyle, a specific lifestyle, like right away. You know, if you, if you, and what trips a lot of people up, I feel is that a lot of guys, for example, are like know that there's a certain percentage of women who are looking for that. And so that they will, they sort of make themselves appear as if they have all that stuff together. You know, so they'll buy, they'll buy the brand new car and they'll spend the extra money on this and that, you know, and the other. And then their appearance is that they have everything together and that, um, you know, that's a, I, I think that trips a lot, a lot of people up. I think, um, in my experience, whether it's working for financial advisors or working for small business owners, the people who really have money and what, from what I've seen, like, you know, a lot of times you can't tell that they have money, right? They're, they're much more like likely to downplay, <laughs> Sort of not that they won't have a nice car or different nice things, it's just that like they're not necessarily like even a lot of ultra successful people are not necessarily like traveling all the time, you know? So there's a difference between looking for someone who like I don't wanna meet someone who just wants to go travel all the time and just wants to go eat at restaurants all the time like I want someone who wants to have a garden 
and who wants to sort of create meals, you know? I mean, I think this is like, I don't know if this is like a lost art or something, or like here it's almost like offensive saying that out loud, but it's like, I, I just think it's, not only is it sort of recession-proof, um, but it's, I don't know, it's the idea of like eating like local fresh ingredients. You know, even if you're trading ingredients to a certain extent with neighbors, you know, people in your community, maybe someone eggs, has eggs if you're not looking to raise chickens, you know. Um, just getting back to that sort of thing and there used to just be this like pride of like creating amazing recipes and amazing food and that's just like it's something that we've just sort of outsourced here to the point where it seems like it's beneath people like I think a lot of people think it's beneath them to to cook to have a garden that sort of thing but to me it's just like that's that just makes the most sense for so many reasons you know um and i'd be interested in infusing my technology into some of those things but um some of it's just getting back to nature getting back to the simple simple living um having more connection with your food um you know Going out to eat is not a bad thing, but it shouldn't be the default. And it seems like it it's like the default these days. Especially, you know, because you can have all these apps that you can order food and it just shows up at your house. Even the grocery store stuff, right? Like, you can have groceries sent to your house, which is very convenient. But, um... I personally love to watch, like... I've seen some of these videos where people are just like, you know, they, they fish on their property, you know, they maybe they were raising animals and they're like processing it, like everything from start to finish. And there's something just like truly incredible about that. That's sort of, um, it's not just like a self-sufficiency, self-reliance thing. It's just, it's just being truly present and truly in tune with with the entire process like you know you know exactly where your food came from and exactly what's in it you know um you know so i don't know if i'm going to be able to get to that level um but you know something closer to that um is really appealing to me and i just feel like i I've been wanting to to move into that scenario for quite some time. That's part of the reason I've been paring down so much and trying to simplify and trying to get prepared for this. And uh, I'm having a little bit of struggle like at the moment of where to go and how to make that leap. Uh, I have a family member that lives in one of the countries I've mentioned, and so I, I, I plan on visiting them and uh, maybe getting some insight there. But I also don't just want to waste money on traveling that could be used 
on moving. <laughs> so, you know, so I may, like I said, maybe I need to, I don't know, look for, it's either like looking for software development jobs there, wherever, in one of these places to make it easier. Um, or I just really need to break through um, and make a decision on, you know, if, if I'm going to run a business, like really, really doing that 100% and, and making it work now with all of my knowledge and experience that I, I definitely have now. So a bunch of things to think about. So love to hear your thoughts, questions, comments about this one. Um, continuing to continuing to minimize simplify it's a good it's a good process and um, really hoping to make this next step uh, a big step so wish me luck hope this was interesting for you thanks for listening